Chapter 1. The Boy Who Lived. Mr and Mrs Dursley of Number 4 Privet Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. They were the last people you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious because they just didn't hold with such nonsense. So as you can guess, our book this week is Harry Potter. We'll be discussing the whole series and of the, books. Uh, it's the Philosopher's Stone. Mm, that was the Philosopher's Stone, as yeah. all Harry Potter fans yeah. know. So we're the book guys. I'm Jacob. I'm Jack, and welcome to our fifth podcast. Yeah, podcast number five. And if you didn't hear that, we just fist bumped. Yeah. And we <laughs> haven't died of COVID yet. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure I had it at the start of the year. I'm I think, convinced. I think one of my colleagues it, gave well. it to me. Yeah. Right. So, how are we going to discuss Harry Potter? Um, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. In AKA Virgin. Well, I was going to ask you if on a scale to uh, gets later Virgin, how much of a Harry Potter fan are you? Um, I mean, I like the films. Uh, I I think I tried reading one of the books when I was in like year seven or something. Well, you just couldn't read um, at that level. You're more like Biffa well, and Chip yeah. <laughs> level well, in year I'm seven. I'm more like colouring books. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I remember trying to read one and I just know it like... I mean, I wasn't into reading then, so I had no interest. But the films were cool, like, I liked those. But um, whenever you speak to people and they talk about, like, the films versus the book, they, there's always something missed out from the book. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think... The thing is, if in the films they included everything from the, the books, mm. the films would be, like, seven hours long. So yeah, there's probably a good reason why then. I mean, there are there's up for debate which bits they they didn't decide to put in the film, which I some people uh, disagree with and probably thought they should have put other bits in. Maybe yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because there were some important bits in the books where you that add to the story a lot, right. and they didn't include. I don't know if that's because of how difficult it is to film or um, if if. Uh, if it looks good in the scene, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't want so much talking, sitting and talking. But of course, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, in the in the Deathly Hallows. Have you seen Have you seen all the films? Mm. Yeah. So in the Deathly Hallows, yeah. um, they don't show you it. But do you remember when he's in the house, and it's empty, and that uh, his uncle and aunt and cousin had left the house, and then they they all change into Harry. Yeah. Yeah. That scene. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's hide him, they? yeah. Because yeah. in the book, obviously, they they can't live there anymore. Yeah. There's a whole thing behind that which they don't put in the film, where um, there was a, a protection that Dumbledore put on the house. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, for Harry, so he was a certain age, and then after that, he wouldn't be protected from the, the family or the house wouldn't be protected from all the evil out there, right, like Voldemort, basically. And um, but the the uh, protection ended early because in the book you see um, a kind of a letter comes away, I can't remember exactly how it is, but basically you find out that Aunt Petunia had an agreement with Dumbledore that yeah. the house would be protected as long as she, as as long as the family treated Harry like their own. Right, I see. But uh, she, they didn't no. treat him well, so no, there was no protection on the house. She broke the, the promise, right, I see. effectively. Yeah. And so they had to leave the house, and there's an important scene in it where um, 
they're leaving, just as they're leaving, they say some sort of stuff to Harry. And they said, oh, you're mad and stuff like that. And then Dudley, yeah. cousin who always yeah. tormented him, turns around and says, I don't think you're mad. I never thought you were mad. And he says something nice to Harry and oh, says, wow. you know, yeah. basically, I, I, I always, we didn't say I loved you, but, you no, know, no. like as a cousin of family member, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't think you're, you're crazy or mental. Like that's the kind of thing that should have been in the yeah, film. Yeah, that could have been quite a touching moment within such like a, I guess like a drastic scene. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of uh, psychology that goes into Harry Potter, that, that you don't see in the film. Right. Because yeah. it's it's really dark, you know, especially the books. The books are darker than yeah. the films for me. Right, fair I just always recommend people read the books because there's a lot of darker stuff in it. Yeah. Because, obviously, of, of the storyline. I guess you get a different viewpoint, don't you, as well, if you're going to read the book versus watch the film. I think, because there's obviously another level of attention that you have to pay hmm. when you're reading versus watching. So, yeah, I can see why it'd be beneficial to do both. Hmm. Um, and then you can kind of fill in, like, what the film misses out. By reading the book, you can kind of fill in those, like, blank spots. Yeah. So to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is it? Do Do you wish you'd read the books? Do you have a plan to read the books? No, nah, really. No, it's not for you. Nah, I'm not really into. Is it f- non-fiction? Fiction? No, fiction. Fiction's not real. So Harry Potter's fiction. Yeah, fiction. Yeah, so I don't. I'm You're into really non-fiction into... books, like yeah. scientific, factual books. Yeah, yeah. You don't know, like stories. No, I've never really got into them. Um, mm. My dad's like a huge fan of them. He like reads um, stuff by like R. A. Salvatore and. Okay. Stuff like that, and he's very much fiction, um, like dragons and wizards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fiction fan. I like fiction, like The Lord of the Rings. I've read that as well. I love The Hobbit. Yeah. It's great. Wow, you're like next level virgin. <laughs> wow, fair play. Got kids, so. Well, I mean, you can always adopt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you um, can tell your kids yours. So it's fine. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. So yeah, we'll start with the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So obviously, Harry... what what is what is the Philosopher's Stone? Because um, obviously, everyone well, knows who Harry Potter is. But yeah, everyone knows everything behind. Well, the Philosopher's Stone yeah. was actually meant to be a real thing, like real life. So Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. If you remember from the film, he talks about Nicholas Flamel. Um, made the stone. Right. And Nicholas Flamel was a real person oh, in real life. Oh, cool. Yeah, so a lot of, um, because J.K. Rowling, the author, she she studied like <laughs> French and Latin classics at university, so she, she's got all this history knowledge, and it, it comes out in the books. Uh, and Nicolas Flamel was a real, he's an alchemist, and what alchemists used to do, they tried to turn stuff into gold through chemistry right. and stuff. Obviously, the Philosopher's Stone was meant to be this kind of thing where it give people the elixir of life. Well, I see. Obviously not real, because you couldn't really make it. But well, of course, yeah. Nicholas Flamel, yeah, he's appeared in other books, like my favourite book, The Alchemist, which is fiction. But I don't know if it counts as magical realism, but anyway, he's in that, because it's The Alchemist, and they yeah. talk about alchemy and stuff. Sense, um, yeah. So that is the Philosopher's Stone. It's a stone that gives you the elixir of life, meaning to make you effectively immortal. Right. It'll give you elixir to keep you going. By Nicholas Flamel, like 800 years old or something stupid. So, yeah, that's the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, and the reason why it's called the Philosopher's Stone is because throughout the book, obviously, Voldemort, to come back, he 
he's trying to get his hands on the stone so he can come back because when at the start of the story he well you don't hear that in the book but he kills tries to kill Harry yeah of course um, uh, the curse rebounds and it destroys him and he becomes this kind of spirit seeking a body or a way to come back into mortal form and he Professor Quirrell he goes to I think it's like Romania or something he's in a forest and that's where Voldemort latches onto him ah. looking for a body yeah Obviously, he wants the stone, so he can come back uh, okay, cool. to finish off the job. Right. Yeah. So that's the philosopher's stone. That's why it's important in the book. Yeah. And he's stopping. Obviously, this is the start of the first book, and Harry's finding all about all who he is, basically. Yeah. And this is a whole history to him that he doesn't really know. No. Find out his like abilities, and obviously find out about the school and. So which Everything bits else. do you find the most stupid about Harry Potter? Like, what <coughs> don't you like? What do you find stupid about it? Like, just what don't I like? That turns you away from it. What from the book, or just like, or just in general? I guess both. I mean, it's it's nothing like personal towards the books or like Harry Potter. Like, I'm just not into fiction books. He's not into yeah stories or no, not really. Like, um, I like reading um, stories from, like, a biography or something like that and reading about someone's past life. Yeah. Um, I quite like that, but not... But because that was real events. Yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> from a film standpoint, I, I enjoyed the films. I, I'd probably watch them again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Could you get on board with fiction ever, do you think? Like, ever could you read a fiction book and enjoy it? I think it would depend on which book, because I'm actually, I, I would like to read The Alchemist. Yeah. Because I know you've you've um, mentioned it a yeah. few times. That's not as um, fiction as Harry Potter, if that makes sense. Like, there's no, a lot of elements to it where it's kind of like it's based in real life. Right, I see. In real places on this earth. Yeah. You know, not made up places like Hogwarts. I mean, I know Harry Potter's in London, Scotland, and but in terms of The Alchemist, you know, the kids are, the main character is a shepherd, so it's... You know, he's not a wizard or anything. No, no, it's like a realistic... Yeah, that's more like philosophy, I'd say, than... So, you'd probably... you get on with that. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's something I'd have to ease into. Mm. But at the moment, my, my interest is mainly in non-fiction. Do you just... Do you not really embrace your creative side, do you think, in imagination? Um... I think it depends on what... In, what context really because um, to enjoy fiction you have to be able to imagine yeah. and be very kind of I imagine thorough being on a beach in Bali yeah drinking margaritas being surrounded by beautiful women but in terms of flying on broomsticks not really my thing you just can't imagine it or just oh yeah I can is see it, just it. Like, infantile like in, and stupid yeah I just don't it's, yeah I just like I see it as I mean it, you know, it's, it's aimed at a certain age category, and um, not that I think, or not that I believe that other people can't enjoy it. Yeah. Because that would be wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. Say, like, I don't believe that. Um, but yeah, it's just not something I could quite get on board with. Yeah. And put at this moment, it might be something like it's maybe like if I have kids. Yeah. And, you know, I want to read them like a, like a story, mm. a storybook, then I might. On that, but 
at the moment, not really. No. Mm. Yeah. Do you think there's anything that about it that might surprise you about Harry Potter? Like if I said, there's a lot of um, it's it's a big journey of someone growing up and becoming a man. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, would would, yeah. would that surprise you if you? If you I kind of got that, that from the films. Yeah. Because obviously you see him go through, like you said, he, he goes through this journey, um, and he doesn't. Obviously, there's that element where, like, how do I explain it? Um, there's just always something going on, isn't there? Like, there's always something else, and sometimes there's like, uh, I can't remember which one it was. But it's where um, Hermione has that thing where she can be at like two places at once. The time turner. She can yeah. have time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that was a bit of a twist in the, in the mm. film. Do you know what I mean? I enjoyed that. Um, and because obviously with, you know, if you put magic in there, anything can happen. Yeah. Which I think is quite cool. Like, I like that. Yeah. Um, there has to be rules to it though, because there's that famous old meme where it says, um, it's like Dumbledore's there and he says, um, the... Um, the time turner can turn back time and stuff, but you've got to be careful of it. But we'll just, uh, like, I know your parents died. We could have turned back time to save them. Yeah. But we'll just use the time turner to save Buckbeak. <laughs> like, that's kind of like, <laughs> it maybe could have. But I think there are rules in it where you, you can't reverse certain actions, I think. Right, I see what I think I mean. it's too, yeah. obviously, you've got, like, the butterfly effect, I guess, would go into it and stuff. Yeah. They're, like, able to save Buckbeak because certain actions aren't finished Right, of course, yeah, I see what I mean. I yeah. think... There's no, like, real, I guess, consequence. Because I think you can't reverse death. I think that's why right, like, right. that, that yeah. meme doesn't make sense, because you can't reverse... Yeah, I guess you can't reverse death. Yeah, Once yeah, someone's died, you can't turn back time to change that, whereas Buckbeat no. hadn't died. No, that's it, yeah. They so they can mean... still go back and save it yeah. from dying. Yeah, it makes sense. But time travel is yeah. a hard thing. To, to write, I think. Yeah. Explain. Nice. There's got to be so many rules. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Got to be. Mm. Yeah, you got to be pretty on it, haven't you? So. Yeah. Fair play. Are we just focusing on this? No, I was going to talk about all the whole books. All the of them. The whole series, oh, yeah, and we can cool. talk about different. Alright. What's the second one? Se- second one's Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, so. God, you can put quite a lot of sexual innuendos in that. And have you, re- have you seen that? <laughs> you certainly can. Here's, here's a question. Yeah, alright. When you're watching the films. Yeah. At what, which film is it okay? I, I can see this. I know this is Which good. film is it acceptable <laughs> to check out Hermione? <laughs> which film? We're not talking I'm going to say... I we haven't got any... The Half-Blood Prince. See, that's actually my favourite one. Yeah. That's actually, I can say that's my favourite Harry Potter. Yeah. Because it's dark. Yeah. The book's darker. Really? The film does not do the book justice. There's so much cool stuff in the book that's really good that they don't put, they should have put in the film and they could have made that film a lot darker and better because there's more in it. It's not just about Malfoy. Like, there's a whole stuff with, do you know what the Pensieve is? Sorry, the... The Pensieve. The Pensieve's when, you know, when Harry and, and Dumbledore look into that kind of, like, little bird pack oh, and, they, and then they, they can see... Yeah, they can see memories. Yeah. From teardrops. Yeah. yeah. yeah man, man. Obviously, pensive comes from like Latin to think and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, pensive. When you're pensive, you're thinking. Right. Kind of. Um, there's a lot of stuff with that, and he like every week he'll go to Dumbledore's office and um, 
they do the pensieve, but they, they look back on stuff with Voldemort's past and his ancestors, which oh. all come together to link. And kind of what they did, what happens, what Dumbledore does to Harry, which you notice in the book, not in the film, because yeah. he gets Harry to kind of, Harry becomes very sympathetic and understanding of Voldemort. Oh, wow. And you kind of so start feel... to understand where the evil comes from. And maybe because when, when you see, you know, in, in society, there's like in real life, there's like a serial killer and stuff. Yeah. They, they, in the documentary, they'll always go back to their childhood and you'll start to piece yeah, yeah. bits of the puzzle together and go, this is why they were so messed up. Yeah. And in the book, Harry, and you start to sympathise with Voldemort, which in the other books you don't, you just know him as this villain, but you kind of, like, you don't think, oh, okay, maybe he's not so bad. It's just, you, you can kind of, it makes sense to how he got to where he is and why he is, and I think that helps Harry kind of tackle Voldemort in a way because yeah. he understands him better and they I wish they added it into the, the film yeah because you see like Voldemort's mother and what happened so um, the reason why Voldemort is so kind of evil because his wasn't he in foster care though because that well, I remember in the well film. that's the thing he he yeah. um, okay he um it goes back and it comes from this inspector from the Ministry of Magic this is what Harry sees right. and he goes to the house of uh, Gaunt, I think it is. I think it's Gaunt. When Voldemort's mother is a child, and her her father her father was abusive to her. Right. She didn't have any magical powers, it seemed, because but she, but it turns out it's because she repressed them repressed them because she was kind of abused by a brother and her father who like who were bad and they hated Muggles and stuff and they were very yeah. Muggle haters and stuff, and he, and the inspector comes to knock on the door and stuff, and they're just rude to him, and then they attack him, and then people come back and, oh, and, in the village. Um, there's a Muggle boy, who's, very rich, wealthy, and whatever, and, oh, I can't remember Voldemort's mother's name now, just really annoying. Should know that, and she she's like in love with him. But he'll never be in love with her, and what she what? does is. She tricks him with a love potion, his love potion on him, and then she gets pregnant yeah. with his child, but then he comes back around from the love potion, uh, well she stops using that I guess, and obviously he it, he, doesn't, he doesn't know like anything about it, he's just like, well, it's not my kid, I don't know, because he was under a spell, Right, sure, yeah. so there's no love there, you know, the, the idea of Voldemort was, he's so hateful because he, was, he wasn't made out of love. Right, I see what I mean. He's made up wow. something artificial. Yeah, yeah. And it stems from that, and so he doesn't want anything to do with the child. And she basically go, goes to this orphanage, and she's like in labour, has the baby in the orphanage. And then gives up. And then after he's shortly after he's born, she dies. Oh, that's why he grows up in... In the uh, orphanage. Yeah. Right, I see. And that's why he's, he, he doesn't understand Voldemort so evil, because he was born out of... Yeah. Something that wasn't love. Yeah, like sure. False. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Which is an interesting part of it, which you don't see in the films and you no, don't know definitely. about in the films. Yeah. Which. It, it's interesting you say that because now it makes sense as to why, like, later on in the films, you can kind of see. You can you can physically see Harry develop, like, uh, almost sympathy hmm. for Voldemort. Yeah. I mean? um, whereas, like, yeah, so, like, what you just explained then from the book. 
makes a lot more sense. Because like you never really see him like I can't you can't really see him like he doesn't really go into it and be like I hate him. Like how mm. he never how he's never like I really hate him. You never see that. Yeah, he just wants to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah, it, you don't really you see that in the films, but if you knew you know from the books, you can understand that. Yeah, how Harry does it so well. Yeah. But I think that's something they should have added into the film. I just I like that. I know it doesn't make for good films, but I like it as a story, oh, a definitely. part of the story, and this kind of toying with, you start to understand more, and there's a bit in in that you see when Voldemort comes back when he's a man, to the school, right. wanting to apply for the Defence Against the Dark Arts job. And there was always a rumour that it was cursed. Because, you know, in the start, there's always a new Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yeah. And they, they think that like, that was when Voldemort cursed it, ah. the job. Because he came into the school. But it, when it describes him, you, like Harry's like kind of seeing Voldemort come to the school. Yeah. And this is in the, the way she describes him. Yeah. yeah. He's like... Over the years, because of all the things he's done, he's become so twisted and stuff, he starts to kind of morph into this, like, half-snake, half-man, and she, like, describes his face, and he's, like, half-human. It just sounds really scary, and he's kind of walking, like, slithering across the, the halls, and his kind of, like, hood and stuff approaching, and Dumbledore knows he's coming Yeah. up to the office, and he's just kind of waiting for him. But, like, if that was in the film, it would have been scary, but it would have been the sense of evil and of I like that I like this genuine dark side to things oh definitely because yeah, it's yeah. a bit real and we you know when he comes up and he asks for the job and Dumbledore says no you can't because obviously he doesn't want him yeah. teaching kids that because obviously he's bad and yeah, Dumbledore yeah. knows it and he knows he's bad yeah and that's when they think he placed the diadem in the the room of requirement so you know when that's Harry has diadem. to well, it's one of the horcruxes a diadem's like yeah. a little crown you know the oh the, the dead woman's yeah crown. Mum's crown thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and when he did that bit, that's when they it's it's supposedly thought he put it. Uh, that's why he was in the castle to put it there, uh, and then yeah. get try and get the job. And he didn't get it. Yeah. I like in the Half Blood Prince that the book is really good because you see lots of things. Yeah. You don't see you read it, but you imagine it, which should have gone into the film and it made it so much better. Yeah. Not just. No, that's cool. We were on the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> we're <on to> this. <laughs> We've done a jump. Yeah. It's okay. Right. We've got plenty of time. Chamber so. Secrets, yeah. Um, um, but no, yeah, the, the Philosopher's Stone, obviously everyone knows what happens in the Philosopher's Stone. That's kind yeah. of kick kickstart the story. Then yeah, he comes yeah. back. Dobby comes turns back up. to another semester. Yeah. Still a bit childish at this point though, isn't it? Still oh, a bit. completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for younger audiences, I'd say it's not so dark. No, you don't. dark, yeah. Yeah, if it was dark then, then it would probably be a bit... Yeah, and obviously... Big-ass snake in the school. Yeah. Obviously... Someone so opened what it. What was originally, what was the original use for the Chamber of Secrets? So the four founders of Hogwarts. Right. Who were? Do you know who they were? No. So Godric Gryffindor. Right. Salazar Slytherin. Right. Um, Helga Hufflepuff. Houses are. Yeah, and Rowena Ravenclaw, the four founders. Right. And um, they started school, and over time, that Salazar Slytherin, he. He became more prejudiced in the people he wanted to teach, right. so he wanted pure bloods. Right, so you know, pure bloods. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only magical. Just straight up, yeah. Family. Not come from. And obviously the others yeah. didn't really agree with that, and um, so that he 
he set up this chamber somewhere in the castle. They didn't know where it was, the others, yeah. with a monster inside it, ready for one day when the air is slithering, will come back and yeah. unleash the beast on... And who was the heir of Slytherin? Voldemort. Oh, really? Yeah, you find out in the Half-Blood, go back to the Half-Blood Prince. He's a descendant, direct descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Ah, I didn't know that, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So, so would it have been either his mum or his dad related? Yeah. To the, one of the, the founder? Yeah. Yeah. Like, over hundreds of years and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. He was the heir of Slytherin, he's related to him. Okay. His descendant. So, um, yeah, that, who, that was Voldemort's the heir of oh, Slytherin. Because you never actually find out why the Chamber of Secrets was built in the film. Well, not that I remember. Not she does mind. explain it. Oh, does she does? Oh, yeah, okay. but, yeah, not as much. Not in a lot of detail. Compared to the book, yeah, but she does explain it in one of the scenes. Yeah. Um, but, obviously, Hagrid gets blamed. Well, Hagrid was blamed for it the first time. Yeah. It, when it opened. Yeah, yeah. And then they go back in time and obviously Hagrid. And they thought the beast was the spider. Yeah. And it wasn't. Um, but that's why Hagrid's got his kind of wand in his umbrella. He was meant to have his wand taken away from him all that time ago. But um, Dumbledore wanted to keep Hagrid there. That's why he got the groundskeeper job. Because, gamekeeper job, sorry. Um, because Dumbledore knew he was innocent. He knew uh, it wasn't him, but he couldn't prove it. Oh, right. That's why he kept Hagrid there. And Hagrid comes from um, like ancient Greek mythology. Like the stars and, you know, astrology, like Orion's belt and stuff. Yeah. And they have all these stories to do with that. And one of the constellations is, that, so the Keeper of the Beasts, who was banished. Ah. This is like Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. It's called Hagrid, so that's where she got the name from. Oh, that's cool. And so in, in the, when you've seen the stars and stuff, I don't really know it that well, but the story. Yeah. Hagrid was, in the Greek mythology, was ba- banished. But he was allowed to stay to keep, to look after the... The beasts. The beasts. Yeah. So, and it's, that's what he did. Yeah, that's what she got it, that put it in Harry Potter. That's why she gets loads of stuff from history and puts it in there. Like, um, I learned the other day there's a character who's a werewolf. and, and it's, he, he comes into it more towards the end of the books. Um, called Fenrir Greyback. He's a werewolf and he's the oh. one that bites all... Uh, he basically kills kids and eats them or bites kids. Oh. You don't really hear about that in the book, but he no. bites. And he was the one who bit... So, do you know Lupin, Professor Lupin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Lupin was a child, Grey, Greyback. Yeah bit him oh, right. but I was listening to a book on Norse because I've got it on an audio book Norse mythology yeah. and I was telling you about that and yeah, Thor yeah. and stuff and there's a story about um, this some one of the gods gets a, a dog and it grows massive oh. it's called Fenrir ah and the grey wolf yeah yeah and it kind of like it, it starts challenging them to like give me like the strongest chains you can find and I'll break out of them yeah and they end up tri- and Loki ends up tricking the wolf how? Oh, I can't remember to do knows. with the strong chains or something. Right. And um, yeah, and, like the wolf comes really big and yeah. and he's called Fenrir and that's why Fenrir is the wolf in uh, Harry Potter. So it's really interesting when you yeah. find bits of other things in history and mythology that go into Harry Potter. Like it's just this kind of... It's interesting how it all fits in. Yeah, and like, she put it in there because yeah. she must know all this history. Yeah. If you don't understand, like, like I, I didn't know any of this. So like... Seeing it from a perspective of not knowing w- what the origin of these characters are, mm. um, actually finding out is, is really interesting. It's quite eye-opening. Yeah. If anything, it's just cool. Like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the Chamber of Secrets, then obviously Harry Souls Mystery, it's the diary. Mm. Which we later find out is a whole crap. Yeah. Um Yeah, so he he saves Ginny in the chamber. Did, yeah. Kills a snake. Um then we move on to the Prisoner Azkaban, my favourite book and Oh, very good. Film. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Really like the Prisoner Azkaban. I like okay. it I like it because of the story. It's so full of magic and good story. There is, yeah. You know, like yeah. a criminal on the run and yeah. then it turns out and all this yeah. and then they go Harry's back in time. Then, I think yeah. uh, a lot of people like the Prince of Azkaban. It's definitely my favourite. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really good. So obviously, Sirius Black on the yeah. run. Um, turns out to be Harry's godfather. Yeah, it's not, it? Yeah, in the end. So, um, and then that's when they find Pettigrew Mr. Peter oh, Peter Pettigrew, yeah. He's yeah. Ron Weasley's pet rat, isn't he? Well, that's the thing, because you know about Fred and George have the map, don't they? Yeah. And his name would have come I up don't... on the map, yeah. sleeping next to Ron. Yeah. And right. there's that argument of why didn't they go, why is there a bloke sleeping next to our brother? Because, you know, they had the map. Oh, yeah, map. yeah, yeah. And it comes up with the names. Yeah. Because, well, you see him, like, go past Harry, don't yeah. you? Yeah, that's why, on the map, yeah. yeah, when you're watching the film, you go, what the hell? Like, yeah. How's he got away? But he's a rat, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but obviously, Fred and George, for a long time, would have seen him. Yeah. Sleeping next Ooh, to Ron and not kind of gone. Yeah, but did they look at the map while Ron was... Well, that was, that was the, the argument as well. Like, yeah. They, and apparently oh, they where thought... where Ron is. Yeah. Oh, I love to ask J.K. Rowling to answer all these things. Yeah. She's probably sick and tired of it. Probably, she's probably been harassed for years. Um, but she's recently popped up in the news, isn't she, about yeah, her um, yeah. claims on, uh, what was it on again? I don't want to express my views. Cause I, I... No, what was it on? It How, was... What did she say? Do you not yeah. know what she said? No, no. Uh, it we can quickly talk about it. <laughs> People want to hear it. Oh. Um, there was an article, uh, and in the article it was entitled, or something, a quote that said, um, People who menstruate. Right, yeah. Talking about women, but they didn't say right. women, they said people who menstruate. Oh. Being a bit too PC. Yeah. It's like, well, well there's a word for that. And so she did that, but unfortunately she got a bit sarcastic about it. And was like, I think there's a... Because it was about transgender people. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And something they just said people who menstruate. And they're yeah. talking about it. Well, and then she people, said... women though, isn't it? So well, that, be careful, because you could be cancelled next. Um, <laughs> and she said... I think there's a word for for that, like wombin or wombon or something, being sarcastic. Yeah. And then everyone came down on her because she uh, didn't she didn't foresee the fury and the power yeah. of the left side yeah. of politics now, which yeah. for me is rather scary. I yeah. think they have too much power. Like I used to identify as left, left wing, but now I just no, no. I don't. I don't I'm, identify I'm, as I'm, the, I'm the free bird, mate, ain't left I don't. Right, yeah, I just decided I wouldn't identify as any because it's just now, it's just like, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. But I don't really want to get into discussing. No. Nah, yeah, I just wanted to... Just yeah, but that's what happened, yeah. Them. But obviously, recently, that's what she said and then it's all kicked off. Yeah, so. She's being transphobic, apparently. But then she came out with a, a letter saying um, about when she... The reason why... She felt it was important because obviously she was abused and stuff. She had a violent partner. Right. I see. So she had a she moved moved to Portugal, and when she was younger, and she had a husband, and um, I think he was abusive to her and stuff, and they were drunk. 
Right, I see. And so technically our daughter's like half Portuguese. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, so, uh, and that's why she kind of said that, but then it's all, oh, I don't know. It's yeah. just bad. But now, like, people hate Harry Potter, but I don't. I love it. No. I don't give a crap. There's no point hating on Harry Potter just because of, yeah. you know, the, the author said something. It's irrelevant. She does do a lot of things, like she says things like, um, like along when she revealed Dumbledore's gay. Yeah. It's like, mm, I mean, like no one could really tell. No. And also, I, I just feel like you might have said that to try and make it seem a bit more inclusive yeah. to people. You know, you yeah, didn't yeah. need to do that. And like, yeah. it's just like Professor McGonagall could be a lesbian. Yeah. Because you never see her have a love interest, but. No, not at all. You know, you can come out and said, oh, no, yeah, clearly she was yeah. lesbian. She had no man. Like, just because Donald was in have a woman, yeah, doesn't mean he's gay. gay. No, not at all. Just because yeah. you just didn't focus on that, I guess. No. Like, you know. Yeah. And That's probably time for another, a different podcast. Yeah. I don't want to get cancelled. No. Because we have, like, two listeners. Yeah. So I don't want <laughs> to get cancelled. Hopefully neither of them are feminists. <laughs> um, <laughs> left wing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> As- Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm going to talk about a little excerpt here because um, oh. like a vignette of. Uh, I remember watching. Do you ever watch Geordie Shaw? No, I couldn't. Oh, I could feel my so brain good. cells. Yeah, but it was good. It, it was good. It went on too long, but that was a bit. And um, I remember GTL. Was that Geordie Shaw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim the... Audrey. No, that's on. Um, or was that the American? That's Jersey Shore. Ah, okay. Right, um, it might be the same one, Geordie Shore as well, actually. I don't know. Anyway. And uh, they, they're they like drunk, and there's a there's a guy called Gary who's on it. Charlotte. Charlotte's quite famous now, Charlotte. Oh, Crosby? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, <laughs> obviously for ages there's a thing going on between them. Right. <laughs> they were, he was talking about, because he was, he kept, he kept bragging about how he'd open up the account and closing, meaning he'd sleep with her when he wanted, yeah. and then like, but he'd kind of lie to her and manipulate her a bit into doing sure, it and stuff. Yeah. And then they're having this drunk argument. And he goes, um, "The reason why I don't want to be in a relationship with you yeah. is because um, it makes me feel trapped, and it's like our relationship would be like um, that famous prison, Azkaban." Yeah. And he kept saying Azkaban stuff. And he meant Alcatraz. Alcatraz, yeah. <laughs> so he kept going, you know, uh, it's like that American prison, Azkaban. <laughs> I, I don't know why I found it so funny. And then it goes on to like a clip and Charlotte's there going, like, I might be stupid, yeah. but I know it's Alcatraz. So yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was just so funny. <laughs> he kept talking about Azkaban. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just, yeah. No, but that just always makes me laugh yeah. when I think about that. Um, What's the book afterwards? After the Prisoner's Grants, yeah, yeah. Prisoner's Grants, everyone knows yeah. um, Peter Pettigrew basically escapes. That's the main, yeah. I think, the most important bit because if Pettigrew didn't escape, Voldemort couldn't return. Yeah, People true. forget yeah. that. So that it's kind of seen it as like saving Sirius and Buckbeak are the massive bits, but the most integral part, I think, is when Pettigrew escapes. Right. Okay. Because, you know, they have to keep the truth hidden and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, so after that Goblet of Fire, the book Goblet oh. of Fire, yeah. and the book starts with a really good bit. Right. I love, I, I feel for, I feel that the Goblet of Fire is the moment where the books start to go dark. 
they they kind of go veer off this yeah kind of kiddie adventure yeah like I know the prisoners commands darkish stuff and it, it gets starts to get serious but yeah it does a bit and like um and there's the this first chapter of the the goblet fires like in this village the house where the the riddles I think it's the riddle I think it's his because it's his dad's family basically and the police come in um and they found them murdered like dead Ah. But the autopsy, they couldn't find out what killed him. Right, obviously, because it's yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just the villagers talking about it in the pub and stuff and discussing it. It's really dark and kind of spooky because obviously the police went in there and they were just dead at the table. Yeah, just... You know, because then they, they thought it was the, um, the games, the groundskeeper, who you do see in the film, but not in that sense. Because, you know, at the start, he, he finds them and he goes, oh, bloody kids. And he goes up to the little thing oh, and then he sees yeah. them. That's him, but they're in the book. It's kind of the villagers are saying, we reckon it was him because he was in the war and he came back and he just seemed, Different I think I think he had like PTSD yeah. and stuff, like, right. but they don't exactly say that. Yeah, yeah. And then he become their groundskeeper and he'd been groundskeeper there for a long time. So people were saying it has to be him. Yeah. Because, but they couldn't, but the weird thing was obviously no one knew how they died because they're models yeah. and they don't know about magic. Yeah. Um, and it starts off with that, like this kind of like murder inquiry and like people talking about it in the pub and... I just thought that for me was when I when I read that chapter I went oh my god like yeah it's spooky and yeah yeah unnerving it's 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 interesting that you're like obviously uncovering these parts of the book which weren't in the film and they actually generally they genuinely seem integral yeah like an integral piece of information that the viewer would need to kind of piece together what, yeah what's gone on and stuff like that. but obviously again understanding that. Like you said, if if you if you went word for word or you know part by part for the book, then each film there would be like a three part, you yeah. know, film. For well, that's each, what there's or three parts for each film. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's a, a kind of wanting for a series because if they did it by if they did they can't. I don't think they can do it by a series because if they did, they're just basically ruining the whole film franchise. Yeah, you know, because you'd have to get different actors to play the characters, and yeah. I just think. Maybe it wouldn't work, but as a series, it would be so much better because you could do series one yeah. first, the first book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you could add all the details in if you had hour-long episodes. Oh, God. Imagine if you had, say, yeah. seven series of seven books. Yeah. You could add so much more in. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones did it. Game yeah, of Thrones did books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been the best way, I think. I don't know. I like the films. Yeah. I prefer the books, but I like the films. No, I'm not complaining. I don't mm. think they can do. I think it would ruin the whole film thing if yeah, they did yeah. if they did a TV series. But yeah. it. And what are you adding on? Because people know what happens now. They read the book. Yeah. They're just going to see it happen exactly. in the film. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I just I think in the films they missed out the dark elements of it, which I think are important. Because for me, Harry Potter is effectively something you can grow up with if you read it. If you start young and you read the Philosopher's Stone. As you get older and you start to understand more, as a kid, yeah. when you go into your into your teenage years, you I think you can get on board with darker stuff, and I think it's, oh definitely yeah it's it you're, I, mo- you're almost moving with the times yeah or the progression of the film and I think that's what something J.K. Rowling did, which was really good, was give 
people of childhood and give a character a journey of because he becomes a man. Yeah. Because I like it at the end of the Deathly Hallows where he he sacrifices himself and and Voldemort kills him. Yeah. And Dumbledore says like you brave man. He's like never called him a man up until that point, and then he sees Harry in the kind of the the middle between the afterlife and and he's like because you can decide to go back. Yeah, that's mad. But having a decision. But he, um, I like it when he says, you know, you brave man. Yeah. Because he's like, it's like he's, he's become a man now. Yeah. He started he's, off as little. Yeah. And he's like, hella brave. And, yeah. And actually another point in the books, for me, I liked was, Harry was more of a, he wasn't, he, he was, I can't say, I don't want to swear, but he was more mm-hmm. of like a, a not nice person. What, in the book? But, yeah, but. Right. So to to Ron and Hermione. Was he a bit of a twat? Yeah. But at the same time, he can be forgiven because of the way everything's happening. He has this guy who wants to kill him and kill everyone around him. Yeah, yeah. You're going to crack at some point and get a bit angry. And and, and I think in the books, Harry's more... Because in the film, he just seems to be always... Like, he has that moment where he snaps and stuff a few times. But in the the books, he he comes across more ignorant towards people at some points. Because he's going through this mixture of like fear and anger and yeah. like you know, and I wish they added that into the films as well. I think because him treating her, he tre- he's quite bad to Ron and Hermione right. sometimes in the books the way he treats them, yeah. but that makes him more genuine. Yeah. Um, Obviously, another integral part of yeah. the books and also the films as well, um, which could be added in. The boy's going for a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> and that could also show, that could also show how devoted, I mean, like, you see that from the films anyway, how devoted, like, Ron and Hermione are to him. Yeah. Like, going on this adventure, like, it's a, it's a big deal. They could die. Yeah, yeah. But, do you know what I mean, they're willing to put Harry in front of that. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. Like, this is important, this needs to be done. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even without that, um, that part where Harry comes across as mm. ignorant or um, mean to Hermione and Ron. I think even without that in the film, you still see how how devoted they are. Yeah, you know, and him he needs them. Like they're yeah. kind of they're just as much as heroes as him. Oh, definitely, they're his lifeline, right? Yeah, because like the idea of like the Lord of the Rings that people didn't realise was the hero in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the films? Yeah. So yeah. the hero in the Lord of the Rings is actually Sam. Yeah. Oh, Sam is yeah. Tolkien's hero, who he wrote to be the hero. But people think Frodo, because he's the main character, is. Yeah. But Sam, Sam is the one. Yeah. Who stays true the whole way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And gets Frodo to the mountain and yeah. saves him, but people kind of discount him. And, but you know he's kind of like doing a thankless job, oh, yeah, like Ron yeah. and Hermione doing these yeah. thankless jobs, where yeah, it's kind right. of they don't get the credit. Um. The Goblet of Fire starts with that in the pub thing. I like that. And then they got the Quidditch World Cup. And then yeah, that's cool. Like that was that. cool that they had the Quidditch World Cup in. I like that because yeah. she start to she kind of adds more into this magical world. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's really. Yeah. Um, and then there's this tournament. I'll see by fortune all the all the rare rare things that happen happen happy, happen when Harry's there. Yeah. So then the thing about Voldemort and how how thoughtful he is because he always waits to the end of the year school yeah. year to <laughs> kick off and um yeah and then they do the the thing and you know Cedric dies which is a, yeah I think the first kind Just of 
I'd say the first death that probably affected. Yeah. Yeah. For people in the kind of first really time. created like an emotional response. Yeah, like readers and stuff kind of went, "Oh, this is wow, he's dark." Dead. Like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. Are dying now and yeah. Um, Cedric dies and Voldemort comes back. That's when it's kind of like go time. <laughs> Voldemort's back. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> back, baby. Um, and yeah, and it's uh, I'll be back. <laughs> It's go time. So, and he almost kills Harry. Yeah. And then there's this whole thing. It turns out Mad Eye Moody is oh, Barry, Cro- Bar- Barry Crouch Junior. Yeah. Which no, you didn't see no. the whole time because this whole um, because it wasn't because um, Dobby's more involved in the Goblet of Fire uh, in the book. He isn't involved in the film at all. But in the book, he's like in it and stuff, and there's more scenes with Dobby in it. And yeah, I think yeah, it's because right. you know someone's stealing from Snape's storage. Yeah, it's, thing. Um, it's me, isn't it? Who, no, it's who... it was Dobby doing oh, it for it? him. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, yeah, and uh, see so that like that was like yeah, good. And then Goblet of Fire, Voldemort comes back, and that's when you get that sense of it's gonna. Like that's it now. It's yeah. and then uh, yeah, the Order of the Phoenix, least favorite book, least favorite film. Why is that? Book's too long. Right. And actually, the font in font size in in the Order of the Phoenix is smaller than the others. There's actually even more no <laughs> in it. Like words, there's more words in it. Yeah. Um, too much in it. In the film, yeah, I don't know. For me. I think she did a good job of kind of bringing it back with the half of prince after that. Yeah. Uh, Order of Phoenix basically, um, they, so the Order of the Phoenix is the, the headquarters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Dumbledore for Dumbledore and his, not his army but people. Um, yeah. Uh, what else happens in it? Order of the Phoenix. Um, they start like an army, Dumbledore's army, in the Room of Requirement. Yeah. Neville finds it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, fight, yeah. and there's a a prophecy. What's that? What's the prophecy is what Voldemort wants to find out how to kind of stop the future. Right. So. So you know Professor Trelawney. No. She's the the one who does all the tea leaves and all that stuff. Oh, the nutter. Played by yeah. Emma Thompson. Um, Emma Thompson. She's Nanny McPhee. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So Emma Thompson in the film. Um, so you know, like in the in the books and and the film, there's there's this kind of argument that she's a bit of a fraud. She can't really predict stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like she is there teaching there for a reason because Dumbledore wants her there because actually yeah. she can uh, see the future. Prof- or how do you say prophesize the future? Yeah. If that's a word, prophesize the future. Yeah. Like she genuinely can. Like people think she can't. But she can't do it. She doesn't know when she does it. And um, and she's the one who made the prophecy for Voldemort and Harry thing. Ah. Hmm. That's mental. Yeah. She did it that, and but you don't really know that. But she she made that prophecy. She made it. Yeah, you know, in the film where she turns around, she's going all like, oh. Uh, yeah, she's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't know she's doing that. No. She did that the first time. Oh. I think I think in front of Dumbledore, and that's why he's like, "Oh my God! Like you really can do this. Yeah. Like you're the real deal. You don't know it. Yeah. I'm gonna keep you here because 
Yeah, and obviously I think to protect her it's, as well. It's almost like, again, I understand that each character plays their part, but like, um, but yeah, Dumbledore, it's almost like he put these characters, or these people in place. Yeah. For it to basically all come Unravel. together. Unravel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's not in the film. I'm talking about Trelawney right. making the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That That's an important part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, she made the prophecy. So then uh, Voldemort wants to get it. Because actually, Harry could have, technically could have been Neville in Harry's place. Oh, right. Because, I because I think, I think it's because um, Neville's birthday is a few days before. And the prophecy was about a boy born at the end of July would stop the Dark ah. Lord. So he goes to Harry's house to kill Harry, yeah. and he sends someone else to go to Neville's house to kill Neville. Oh. So he he didn't know actually which one it was. You'll find that in the film, but yeah, he, Voldemort busy. wanted Neville dead as well because. Oh. And obviously, at the end of the film, Neville kind of he's yeah, the one yeah. that chops the snake off because he's an important part because Neville could have took Harry's place. Like Voldemort could have gone to Neville's and then said, um, "You go to the the Potter's house and kill the pot yeah. boy." Yeah, this just happened to Voldemort, went to Potter's yeah. house and then just getting destroyed that people, this, well, Neville didn't get killed. Yeah, yeah. But he wanted to kill Neville as well because he thought it was either, because there were two boys, Neville's birthday is in the end of July as well. Get on. Which I think is a really big yeah, part of the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the story, but you don't hear that in the so film. So you didn't, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, and um, so you're a phoenix, yeah, that all happens. Um, Sirius dies. Yeah. So Harry, again... He's lost. Yeah, he keep, keeps on losing, doesn't he? Another family member, you know, because yeah. he was going to live with him and stuff. Um, Half-Blood Prince, we already kind of discussed that, basically. But what that's about is he finds a book, yeah. a potions book with all the answers in it. And it, it and belonged to Snape. Yeah, Snape's yeah. the Half-Blood Prince. Yes. But that's the thing, you don't find out who, is, who Snape's parents were. Like, I'd have loved to know more yeah. about Snape's past. He was a great character. Yeah. I think actually he might have been the hero. Like, you know, like I said about Sam in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Snape he was really the yeah. hero and, and did the thankless job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he was a death dealer, wasn't he? Death eater, yeah. Death eater. Yeah. Mm. And then... Um, well. But he loved Lily. Yeah. And so he kind of renounced all that. But, yeah, he... And it's good that in the end that Harry... Acknowledges that and he names his son yeah. after him because like that's a really a good part because you it's kind of like you know Harry growing up and becoming a man is realizing what people do yeah you know, as a child you kind of think oh, I don't like them no. and, you know but there's a reason behind it yeah, yeah and sometimes people will surprise you because they're not you know that's that's real courage isn't it doing oh, it even though knowing yeah. people hate you for it because they yeah. don't understand what you're doing. And yeah. still do it. Yeah. That's literally putting someone else in front of you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. For the yeah. good of. That's a very selfless act. Yeah. yeah not being a hero and actively choosing to yeah. do something, even though you know people are going to still hate you. And yeah. But you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So. And he kind of always, I guess, cared for Harry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's good that they put that in the film. Yeah. Um, and then it comes to Deathly Hallows. Comes to the end. Yeah. Deathly Hallows are the. There's two parts, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. One book, and then that was the wand, the resurrection stone, and the, yeah, those are the three things that definitely has make you ma the master of death. Yeah, death yeah, yeah. Um, in the book, the way Voldemort dies, 
is better than the film. In the film, he kind of turns into this cloud of ash. But in yeah. the in the book, he doesn't. They end up in the Great Hall, and Harry and him have a duel. Right. But Voldemort and Harry are both mortal. And so the good thing about that was Voldemort was a mere human again. Yeah, right, see what I mean, yeah. And that's a good... And he, he died like a real... Like, you know, he had his body there. Right, I see. And they shipped his body off, you know. Oh. Rather than it turn into this cloud of ash. Yeah. And you just... know, people realised he he's just a, he was just a human being at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I think that was better. They should have done it that way. So I don't actually know what spell Harry used. Yeah. How does Expelliarmus kill you then? That's a big so thing as well. Like, well, Abracadabra is the. That is like. Vada Kedavra, sorry, not Abracadabra. Vada Kedavra is the. That is the killing soul, spell. Is it? Yeah. But Harry uses. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he uses. I think it's Expelliarmus. Is it? But I preferred the way he died in the book. I think they should have done that in the film because yeah. of the, the more. You know, the, it's always good to reduce someone back to a human being yeah definitely yeah you know so he's right i mean obviously by his like was it death dealers death, death eaters death eaters he was probably seen as like you know an immortal well he was because like he had the horcruxes didn't he yeah. so you know he made yeah. himself almost invincible well unless yeah. you can get the seven which harry did but yeah um and then we find out harry is a horcrux yeah that's big a big twist. That is huge, isn't it? And then it makes sense because, like, obviously throughout the films, I don't know how into detail they go into the book. I can imagine they go into a bit more, but obviously within the films, you see Harry um, have visions uh, or memories of what Voldemort has already done, and you think, well, how does? Why is there a link there? Like, how does it mm. match up? And then it makes sense when you find out that Harry is in fact a, an accidental Horcrux. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mental. mental. They're linked throughout the story. Yeah. And there's a link there you don't know about. Yeah. Right. Hidden. Yeah. It's right there in front of you. All the time. Hmm. I mean, if you read the books, you'd know, but well, yeah. watch the film. <laughs> Just want to let you know, I uh, read the books before I watched the film, so I'm actually better than you. <laughs> Basically, like saying you're vegan, so you're instantly yes. better than someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, after that's all happened, she's developed more story into the to the world of Harry Potter. So, yeah, have you seen Fantastic Beasts? Um, not all of it, no. Oh. thing is, I don't know how they're going to do this because she's kind of. Because that's pre Harry Potter. Yeah, isn't it? but yeah. in the books, because not in the film, but in the books, they right. talk a lot about Grindelwald. Grindelwald's the bad guy. Johnny Depp plays him in. Right. Um, yeah. Just a warning. Yeah, it's a warning time. Um, we still got five minutes. Yeah, um, and there's talk talks of Grindelwald in the books, but right. they don't include that in the films. Uh... So when you watch Fantastic Beasts, you're kind of thinking, oh, this is all. A lot of stuff about Dumbledore's past I didn't know, but if you read the books, you would. Yeah, fair enough. But what's really good in Fantastic Beasts is they have, like, Nagini, so Voldemort's oh, snake. snake. Yeah. It was a, a, uh, a woman. Oh, She's no, really? uh, uh, Maledictus. So Maledictus mm. is, a, is a someone who's slowly, who can transform into an animal, yeah. but over time, 
eventually they will permanently transform into that animal. They'll become that animal. And you see see her? Oh. In the film. <laughs> but, um, yeah, people have some questions about it, you know, to do with racism and stuff, and because um, she's Asian yeah. and she's like, you know, when she becomes a snake, she becomes a white man slave. It's like, no, she's just ah, a kind of off, yeah. subservient of evil or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah, so that's really cool that you see her and, uh, but yeah. the, the Nagini, you know, she's played by an Asian woman because that's actually, because the Nagini was a type of snake and in, I think it's like Indonesian culture and heritage and history. Like there's a story of snakes and yeah. being evil and stuff. And like they're called the Nagini. Oh, so like yeah. she's... J.K. Rowling knows her stuff. Yeah. She like brings really? all this really cool mythology that people just Don't are just know. kind of brushing aside and not realising, thinking, oh, it's all in Harry Potter. It's like, no, it comes yeah, from, like, no, she's included this yeah. whole world of mythology it's and history. It's not just made up. Yeah. It's actually genuine. It has a like, genuine All the spells origin. are, like, Latin and stuff, oh, and, like, right. Latin language and stuff, and it's just, like, it's just so cool how she's incorporated into this world. Yeah. And people just... But yeah, so there's obviously Fantastic Beasts, but we won't discuss Fantastic Beasts because no. that's a whole other thing to be yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like, there's cool little things in there, like you know, East, not Easter eggs, but like Nagini, and you see yeah. her, and you know, you're finding out about Dumbledore's past, and yeah, that's cool. I like that. Like Newt Scamander, Newt Scamander's in the book. Yeah. Books in the Harry Potter books. Oh, just right. a small part of history, and he and she brought out a book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like a yeah. while back as part of like a side thing for Harry Potter, like all the beasts in Harry Potter. And it the author, it was like a fictional author called Newt Scamander. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and cool. she, she donated all the stuff, to all the money to Comic Relief and all that. It was for Comic Relief, but it's really cool. It's like a guide to magical beasts. Yeah. And it's fictional author, Newt Scamander. But then she's yeah, like, oh, yeah. like he's in this film now, and you see him. Like really well played by Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, because, you know, she's a massive transphobe who... Donate all her money from a book to a comic relief, but there you go. Oh, Apparently, yeah. she's awful. Yeah, going to awful some people. Human being. Awful. Lost her billionaire yeah. status because she yeah. donated so much money. Yeah. Terrible human being. Oh, awful. Yeah, of course, yeah. Doesn't what care about people. What are you going to do? Yeah. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah, we'll leave it there because we just spoke. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd speak for nearly an hour about Harry Potter? Uh, no. I, well, you know, I slowly felt like I was uh, losing my right to. Um, <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> I don't want to be too rude. So <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, no. It was um, it was actually really fun. Uh, I generally enjoyed it, and it's always nice to you know learn about something new. Have you have you got um, a little bit of a different perspective on Harry Potter now? Yeah, definitely. Do you think there's it's a more... lot more to the story? Yeah. Than what you what's made out to be in the film. Mm. Yeah, I'm hoping someone who doesn't like Harry Potter listening yeah. to this and might go, okay. I'm not, you know, I don't, don't think they're going to go, oh my God, I'm going to read it now, no. but just go, oh, okay, I'm not giving That's it as much credit as it no. deserves. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just, um, yeah, anyway, fine. yeah. Hope you guys um, enjoyed Did you our... ever learn the Dutch word for glasses? Ah, you no, didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, you're Obviously, nice because I'm a terrible human being. All right, okay, well, we'll, we'll try and do that <laughs> next time, if Jack can remember to learn that. But anyway, we'll sign out. Um, this is the book, guys. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.